What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Playconomics podcast, breaking down the business behind the world of video games. I'm one of your hosts, Bobby Kowecki, and joined with me, as always, the backwards hat wearing, beard sporting, jersey living, Matt Mascari. What's going on, buddy? You know, we out here living the dream, Bobby. It's been it's been a week in the world of gaming. You're right. You're it's right. It has been a week in the world of gaming, and if this is your first time tuning into the Playconomics podcast, you can catch us each and every week when we upload Monday morning at Market Open, breaking down all the business, the market news, the sales trends behind the world of video games. So if you like what you're hearing, hit us with that subscribe button. Now, that's enough of that. I'm over it. I'm over the intro. Good. We're good. We're done. We're done pandering for subscribers. You should have been here already. Okay. Before we're done pandering for subscribers, remember, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, every Apple single podcast. One. At, wherever Apple you podcast. can consume media, you can consume we're us. Probably there. The only thing we don't have yet, OnlyFans. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I have a weird idea for those shoots. Let me tell you. <laughs> It will It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It but will cross some lines. Before we go too deep into your OnlyFans and too deep is exactly the what line. <laughs> it would what, cross. You're gonna open the dark portal, aren't you? Oh, the whole the whole OnlyFans album is gonna be called Bobby and Matt's Dark Portal. Uh, <laughs> Just tell me what you're playing. What what I've been playing. So more of the same. <clears throat> I feel like you're going to have a much more interesting what we've been playing than I will this week. I've still been playing Deathloop. I love it. I'm trying to get the Platinum before Metroid Dread comes out. I don't think that's going to happen, considering we're recording on the day Metroid Dread comes out today at midnight, recording yeah, on you, Thursday. You're drinking coffee. There's there's no shot. There's no shot. I'm <laughs> like, at, I have like a good... 30% of the trophies left and they're all like the beat the game without alerting any of the guards or like one of the ones where like I have to like it's going to be like a one trophy a night kind of thing where like because you you have to play a specific kind of way but I'll get there right I'll get to the platinum on that uh, and just kind of flip forward back and forth with that and Metroid Dread super excited for Metroid Dread it's getting great reviews uh, I really hope it it does well, I hope this is what the Metroid series needs for, you know, continued success. Uh, and that's about it. Far Cry's out. It's getting okay reviews. My Yeah, it's getting okay reviews. From everything I've read, it's more Far Cry. Yes. Which is great. It's definitely more Far Cry. I heard you can pet an alligator. You can. And that was exciting. That was exciting I, for me. I agree. I mean, for me, like, the Far Cry is always about the bad guy. And I feel like Far Cry is like... It never knows what it wants to be. Like, it, it's always like, oh, it's a serious game with a serious bad guy. But then it's also like, pet an alligator. Right? Yeah. So it's like, it, it's like fun. And like, every time I'm like, oh, like, this is the bad guy. Like, Far Cry 3, like, Voss obviously changed the, the, the whole nature of video game bad guys. One of the best ones, I think, personally. And then, like, that became the shtick. And I was like, oh, this one's cool. But then they're like, oh, Gus from Breaking Bad is going to be Solid. in this? Top tier, right? But so, you didn't buy it yet. I didn't buy it yet, but hey, Ubisoft, we're here. Ubisoft PR, we'd love a review code, okay? We'll do it. I'll we'll review it. We'll definitely do it. I'll review All it about next it. week. Okay, so Ubisoft. Let us know. Let but. us know. Yeah, what about you, bud? Because I so, know you've had a cavalcade of games that you've been running through. I have continued to play Tales of Arise. It is still amazing. I'm on the third Lord now, so I'm like a little, little under, a little over halfway through the game. Solid game. Haven't had a lot of time to play it, but this weekend I'm hoping to get through quite a bit of it. Slowly grinding through ESO. MMOs are such a grind. I forgot. I haven't, like, played one from, like, the very start in a very, very, very long time because I played WoW for so long, but Jesus, they start slow. Speaking of MMOs, I also played New World. 
It was terrible. Really? I hated it. If the combat is lackluster, the like physics of the game suck. Just anyone that wants to tell me that New World is a good game, go and look at your jump animation. So pitch me New World, because so, I've seen and very little, but heard yeah. very much. So is it a World of Warcraft? Is yeah. it a Witcher? Like what? Because I, I doesn't seem it is an open world MMO. It's not fantasy ish. Like it's fantasy enough where people are running around with swords and shields and stuff, and you could use magic. But it's not like a. At least from what I've seen, everyone's humans. I haven't seen, or at least the character creation. You're only a human. They do have a decent character creation selection, which I was impressed with. But from there, it's a very, you're a human, you have human limitations, but you have magic swords, shields. Um, I haven't gotten too far into the game because I just couldn't get through. The combat for me was very bad. The, just like the process of actually engaging in combat. I was spending more time looting a like skinning a boar than i was fighting the boar you gotta skin those boars man you gotta you, skin those boars it, you say that but all of the positive things that i've heard about new world the questing i'm gonna do the negatives real quick the questing is terrible they literally tell you to go somewhere kill something come back or go to a new place and now go somewhere else kill something go back all fetch quests or kill these target quests very easy, not creative. The PvP is okay. It's a PvP-based MMO, so it's decent. The combat I don't like, so that's not for me either. What is good is the crafting. The crafting that's and gathering. That's a weird thing to call out, I feel like. it. It's really entertaining. It's just you can gather everything. If there's a bush, you can gather it. There's that rock on the floor, gather it. All the trees require different levels of tree gathering. It's you can put a lot of time into gathering. And if you want to just relax and watch Netflix while you're playing a video game, mm. I don't I don't think there's a better one out there. It's a good podcast game. It's it a is good a podcast oh, game. Okay. Play New okay. World while, while you're, you're listening, listening to, to play- this podcast. No, I feel you on that. That was Borderlands 3 for me after, yes. at a certain point. Once I was endgame on Borderlands 3 and it was just like grinding for stuff. So I, I completely get what you mean by that. That it's yep. like, I don't love this, but there's just enough in here where I'm like, mm, I'm the about cra- this. The crafting is cool. And there's like 20 or so different types of crafting and gathering. And it's just, it seems like that's what's going to get people through until they make real end game content and it just mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it has it right now it's got dungeons it might have raids but it's just not polished at all and it'll get there Besides, dungeons confirmed but no dragons yeah uh, yeah well i mean the dungeon the dungeons might have a dragon but you i know what you're saying that was a funny joke that was very good it was good i appreciate it but and then i abandoned knighthood I spent 99 cents and then felt really, really ashamed. And I As you deleted should. the app. I okay. deleted the app. No Adam mobile boy. game bullshit here. Not on this podcast. That's what I like to hear, buddy. Not on this podcast. All right. But let's get to our first topic, Bob. That's it. That's it. We're right into the topics. All right. So first topic this week uh, was that Sony finally put a ring on it with uh, Blue Point Games. Finally. <laughs> They've been courting each other for quite some time. They have. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull from this uh, Wapo article here, uh, real quick, and then we can discuss. So coming to us from Gene Park, the Washington Post. Blue Point Games, renowned for sterling remakes of PlayStation Classic titles, is now officially a first-party studio for Sony Interactive Entertainment. The studio will finally have the freedom and funding to work on original games, said Blue Point president Marco Thrush. It finally gives us the ability to work on original content, which is what we're actually currently doing, Thrush said. There's no other party we would want to partner with, so it's kind of so it's kind of like Sony is has an always will be the perfect partner 
Acquired for an undisclosed amount, Texas-based Bluepoint Games, with about 70 employees, has been creating games for PlayStation platforms for 15 years. Sony's latest acquisition follows the company's recent trend of acquiring studios that have worked almost exclusively with PlayStation already. And I'll, and I'll kind of leave it there. I don't want to take too much from uh, Mr. Gene's article here. You guys can check it out. I'll link it below. But yeah, um, again, this this was kind of sort of something we knew was happening. They had mm-hmm. leaked when they bought um, Housemark that they that they also they had also tweeted out like the same image with the blue point version of it. And again, this was the the studio that made the most sense for Sony, right? For them to buy because, as it says in the article, they've worked together before. They've been putting out just banger after banger. Right, and once Sony really gave them the funding and the freedom to make things, we got stuff like the Shadow of the Colossus remake. We got yeah. stuff like the Demon Souls See, remake. But my thing is, you say banger after banger. Can you say that about a remake? Like remakes can be good, and I understand oh, yeah. that. But is it really a studio that's putting bangers out if it's just redoing content and making it better? And making it adapt for the like new system, new gaming engines, and things like that. Because like I agree, it's a good purchase, and I'll let you finish your thought on like the on where you're going with it. But I disagree with why it's a good purchase. So let me let me hear it out. Let me hear it out. So I think Bluepoint is a good purchase up to a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. Up to the point where they say that they're making original content. Because to me, Bluepoint is, a, is, is one of the rare studios that takes pride in remastering work. Mm-hmm. And you rarely see that, right? You rarely see a company that enjoys taking something that people have a lot of love for and making it look now the way people remember it looking in the day, right? Yeah. If, if, I played when I played Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. the new one, and yeah. and just the scope and just the beautiful paint job of it. That to me was like, oh, this is how I remember Shadow of the Colossus looking back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Demon Souls, right? So I think for a company like Sony with a huge like stable of IP and now older IP to have a studio that is firmly dedicated to remaking properties with a lot of love yeah i think that's great right people are always like oh when is when is uh, naughty dog are they ever gonna make another jack and daxter mm, no they're not sorry that's not gonna happen i want a new sly cooper from sucker punch i know it's not gonna happen but with a with a studio like blue point who's you could give them these properties and say hey either ground up remake it or uh make us a new one because we know you have the chops to do it and you have a lot of love, I think is something so good for a company with a huge catalog of characters. Now, that being said, I want to touch on two points here. Yeah. You said, is a remake a valid banger? Mm-hmm. And I will point to two games that 100% solidify this. If you the say fir- Pokemon, I'll fight you. No, 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 no. Okay. The first remake that is a valid just top to bottom banger is the Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay. Okay. Solid. Which Resident Evil 2, the original game, is again, like I said last week, a lot of people have beer goggles for that generation, that N64 PS1. It's very hard to play, but you know there's something there. The police station, Leon, Raccoon City, like there's something there. And Capcom yeah. knew that and then said, all right, we're going to take at the core of this, but make it the way it should be made. Make it the way it deserves to be made. Resident Evil 2 Remake, next to Resident Evil 4, is the best Resident Evil game and is the definitive version of that game, right? I'll give you one more. Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. I was waiting for that, too. You were waiting? <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> it is the, the way that game was always meant to be played, and I think that, yeah, remakes... Oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, duh, Yep. It's it's almost a, a totally different game, but like top to bottom done, giving you the experience of that. Agreed. And I called out Pokemon. They have done it until this. And I'll play the new Diamond and Pearl and tell you whether or not I think it's a good remake. But they put out Fire Red and Leaf Green, which were better than the originals. They put Heart Gold, Soul Silver, which is a 
I think the most of the Pokemon world will agree that that Probably is the, the best, best one, the yeah, best Pokemon by, game, and like by a lot, by a lot. Um, yeah. Then there was Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, also in my opinion better than Ruby and Sapphire, maybe not Emerald, but if they would have given me an Omega Emerald, it would have been the best game. So I see what you're saying, but I don't know. And yes, I think it is good content, and I think they should be made. But I don't know how much I would value a company that could only do that unless and you kind of thought I didn't think you were going to go there. And you did where you said you agreed with everything until he said that he wants to put out original content. Uh, He had me right up until then, too. I was like, what? I envision this being for PlayStation, their opportunity to get a Game Pass like entity. So hmm. th- they're either going to do one of two things with this. They're just going to cash in on them making remakes for them because now they have a lot more IPs that need them and they have a lot more IPs that just got expanded. Because I think uh, Bluepoint had worked on the God of War 1 and 2. The remake Nathan Drake, yep. Now there's more of those games that they can just do again and they could add it to that collection imagine if they dropped in like a year or two a ps5 collection of every god of war and you get to play through the entire story all in one system on one disc or one download or whatever or this is where they start building their catalog for playstation game pass where they start putting all of these renewed remastered ips onto game pass for free and that's how they start getting that subscription base. That's why it's an interesting purpose or an interesting purchase for me. Because I think it leads into that. Because I don't think that the future of gaming is going away from the subscription based Game Pass type things. And I think PlayStation's doing a land grab right now where they're acquiring all of these studios and developers that have worked really close with them. So that Microsoft, Amazon, uh, Netflix even aren't going to try and make a push for them. That's an offer that they're not going to be able to refuse because it's just going to be so much money or so much resources. Mm -hmm. And they're going to lose a developer that they worked so closely with. I'm I'm with you there. I think Mm -hmm. the them having a studio that works primarily for PlayStation now is is an interesting uh vector and one i didn't consider but that's a, like huh okay i i like where your head's at there to me i agree this is a land grab because you have companies like netflix buying studios now like and and yeah. we'll, we'll not really touch on that there's nothing to substantive there other than netflix bought a game studio cool great I'll when there's more to talk it. about we'll talk about it to me i think it's half land grab but I also think that, and again, I, I give a lot of, I, I, I like to fanboy for PlayStation, but I give Xbox a lot of kudos, right? Because Xbox was the one who lit the fire with yep. all these big studio acquisitions. I don't think that if Xbox hadn't been just buying up, and outside of the Bethesda deal, they bought Ninja Theory, they bought uh, uh, Ninja Theory, Double Fine, uh, Undead Labs, like they, they, they've been making these bigger acquisitions outside of the, the big whoa, Bethesda deal, right? So I do agree it's a land grab, but I think where Sony and Microsoft di- differ is you can immediately see where the Sony acquisition fill, fits into their overall puzzle, right? Like they bought a studio specifically to port IP yes. to PC. They, mm-hmm. And that's all that studio does. Perfect. They bought a studio that uh, with Fire Sprite is, they have said they're making an FPS game. Awesome. That is something Sony currently does not have. Right? They bought Bluepoint, a studio that they've worked with before. That like so like you see the picture coming together a little clearer, whereas with like Microsoft, it's like, oh, we've got Bethesda, oh, we've got Double Fine, which all of these are great acquisitions. But it's a little harder to see the cohesive picture other than So So what I'm getting from you is that PlayStation is buying these companies so that they can offer better product and they can do what they do better. They could port to PC. They could do the remasters. They don't have an FPS game. PlayStation needs an FPS game. They bought a company that can make them an FPS game. 
And then from what you described with Microsoft, they're buying things because they need developers because they're trying to put crap on Game Pass. And they're trying to get exclusives on Game Pass. Yeah, and I think that the the end goal for both Microsoft and Sony is owning the full pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. It's owning the developer and owning the distribution, top to bottom. There's no middlemen. And it makes sense. I just think that there's more than one way up the mountain. And I think Microsoft is simply by virtue of having a larger market cap able to just consume in mass where sony maybe has to step back a little bit and be a little bit more tactitious with like where and how their money is being spent right i agree um but while we were talking about remastered games and i don't i haven't played them so I don't know if they've already made remasters, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but this will be a nice transition to our next topic. What if they do a Kingdom Hearts complete remaster? One through every... How many Kingdom Hearts are there? Three? I, Three I refuse half? to acknowledge that question. Okay, whatever. <laughs> There's a bunch of Kingdom Hearts, but imagine how much profit comes out of a full remaster of all of, all of them. So you mean like top to bottom remaster, right? Because there's, I know there's some on mobile, there's some on GBA, yeah, no, some the, like so just full yeah. top to I'm bottom in PS5 engine remaster is what you're saying. Yep. yep. I refuse to comment or speculate on, on it such just, ridiculousness. It would, it would just be good. Like it would be good, but. Oh, we're gonna Speaking. talk. That's that's the transition. That was the transition. Was the I just transition. wanted. I wanted to warm you up to the idea of talking about Kingdom Hearts because oh, there was a Smash character announced. The last Smash character. Last one. They could have did anybody. They could have did Doom Guy, but instead they made him a skin for the Me Gunner. Yeah, they that was a little. Sp- that was a pretty big kick in the pants. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not they gonna lie. They could have did Crash. They didn't. They could have done spyro they don't watch play economics obviously because they would have done spyro if they did instead who did they do sora they did (laughs) (laughs) they did sora and i know this isn't what you wanted and the idea of a kingdom hearts character getting any more screen time than the amount of games that they already have isn't cool for you but (laughs) I think one, I watched a cinematic trailer. It was awesome. It was a cool I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. I've no no connection to those characters. That was a really cool intro. Yeah, I the, I should have like hindsight being 2021, I rewatched the trailer. Once like the the logo goes out and it turns to the stars, I should have known. I should have known. I was like, "Oh, and the last the star fell." I should have known. I got rocks. I should have known. Nah, this it was, was the some key Kingdom sword. Hearts. Oh yeah, the ones you see the the key sword. The key sword, man. <laughs> I saw it and was like, "Bob, he's gonna fight me on this podcast." It's, but I think it's good. I think it's a good addition. I think the art style fits with Smash. The character fits with Smash. I saw his ultimate. The when he gets a Smash Ball and does the Smash, it looks cool. It's another cutscene which they need to put more effort into the smash attacks of incoming characters. Cause so far pretty much all of them have been cutscenes cut instead of actual in game final smashes happening. Yeah. Yeah. Not about that, but I think it's good. And it's also because they targeted such a devout fan base, you know, there's people that have never played smash ultimate that downloaded it. The second he got announced, yeah, a hundred percent. And so, so a couple things here. For the record, I'm not mad that Sora is in Smash because I agree. I was saying for a long time good that character. this is not a good. Let's let's calm down here, okay? Don't no, the, okay. For a long time, you said good character. You said it was the best addition to Super <laughs> Smash Brothers since Donkey Kong. Um, you're right. The art style, it all fits. I'm not mad that Sora is in Smash. I'm just mad that Sora's in Smash and the, the character roster's over, but we have 150,000 Fire Emblem characters. Like, that's where, like, you, you get what I mean? Like, Sora in Smash works. Yeah. But did we need 
of another Fire Emblem character? No. no. And they're right? not well-received. They're not. So, like, that's my point. It's like Sora and Smash makes sense. Art style makes sense. It's mm-hmm. cartoony. It's fun. It's got a big fan base. Cool. Right? But why do we need another Fire Emblem character and why couldn't it have been Crash? And that's why I, I'll get unemotional about it. I, I like to think. Have you ever played a Fire Emblem game? No. And I, I think, never will because I, I, I Marth and Pit and Roy. First of all, Pit, how do you have someone Pit named is Marth? Not, Pit is not a Fire Emblem character. How do you have someone named Marth and Roy? What about it? Those are so diametrically opposed. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to get into Fire Emblem. Regardless, like Fire Emblem people regardless. mad. But I love Fire Emblem. And I honestly think... That Nintendo is desperately trying to get people to play the Fire Emblem games because they're really, really, really good. And everyone doesn't play them because the play style of them, the little tactic chessboard kind of game style, isn't the most popular type of game style. We saw it with uh, Project Triangle or whatever. Um, you mean Game of the Year 2022, <laughs> yeah. Project Triangle Strategy, also known as Triangle, <laughs> triangle Strategy? strategy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I was I was like making fun of it by calling it Project Triangle, and then I remembered that that's what it was. That's what it's called. Yep. It's in fact the name. <laughs> but it, uh, I'm going to play that game because I like that type of game style, and if you like that game style, Fire Emblem is really, really good. The story's amazing. The gameplay is it's good. I like it. It's better than freaking uh, New World, but it's also very different. I think they're just begging people to play the Fire Emblem games, or they're appealing to the market that plays Fire Emblem games because they are not very popular in the U.S. I would put money that Fire Emblem games are very popular in, in Japan. Yeah. And like the whole East Asia kind of metric. And maybe they're just putting those characters in there because that part of the world doesn't care about Smash, doesn't care about Sora, doesn't care about all the things mm. that we like and Western popular games because they like games like Fire Emblem and Xenoblade and things like that. Oh, look, all of this is good and well being butthurt aside that Sora's in Smash and Crash <laughs> isn't. My main thing, and I think the thing that's being overlooked severely mm-hmm. is what's his, uh, because my, the Minecraft guy is also in Smash. Steve. Steve, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say some names and I want you to just think dollar amount here for licensing. Okay. Microsoft owns Minecraft. That's that's one fiscal number. Mm-hmm. Disney owns Kingdom Hearts. It does. That's a whole different echelon of money that you're talking, right? So my question is, uh, so like completely outside of how Sora is going to play in Smash, whatever. Is what is the licensing deal to put Sora in Smash like? Because he's a Disney character, not a Square Enix character. Disney owns Sora. And also, from what I was reading about Kingdom Hearts, is Disney's really, really particular about how those games get developed. I think I was reading that in the first one, Mickey Mouse was barely in it because he was supposed to be the main character, but Square Enix wanted Daffy Duck to be the main character, the main like guide through the game. They couldn't agree to that, and then there was this whole uproar, and they were like, you know what? Mickey Mouse isn't in it now, and he's only in it for like five minutes or something at the end of the first one, I think, and I think they're real particular, and I'm, I, that's the only reason I didn't think it would be in Smash, but they did it, and I'm happy they did it. I think he's a great addition. I agree. I, I think it's fun. You know, I think as a final character, like... It was it was going to like I said and you can I, I said it last week. It's it was going to be one of the ones that everyone asked for. It was either yeah. going to be Doom guy, Sora or Crash, right? Yeah. Like it it had to be because of the revolt that would happen if it was. If if, imagine it was another Fire Emblem character. Oh my god, there would be blood. In, <laughs> there would be blood in the streets. I would love um, it. <laughs> but <laughs> just one last thing that I wanted to remind you that I found on the internet Oh, God. They're making a TV series 
for Kingdom Hearts. Another thing I called when we did our TV series episode <laughs> that would make a it great King, that would make a great TV series. I'm just saying that it was May 27th, 2002 that this was put into development. Good, so, good. So we're on track. Yeah. So we were way off in the speculation, and it wasn't really speculation. It was just confirmed. But I'm going to watch it. I think it'll be a cool... Um, did you ever watch... I forget what the TV series was on Netflix about all the Disney characters. Once Upon a Time... Yes, I think I know what you're talking good. about. Yeah, it's like live it action, good. but based yeah. on all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're and talking like, about. If I would, lo- I'm not a Disney person, not a huge fan. You're a grown man. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I was never a Disney person, even as a kid. I really liked Once Upon a Time, and I think if they do the Kingdom Hearts thing right, it's going to be really, really, really good. I agree. I think Kingdom Hearts is another one of those like infinitely mineable franchises mm-hmm. and we've seen that in every spin-off game so I'm, I'm curious to see where we go from here right they're also releasing the kingdom hearts re-releases on switch cool yeah yep. and and that that's it, it i don't really have much more to say about what what do you think it's going to be like when those come out on switch streaming them like do you think there's a lot of people watching people play kingdom hearts or do you think they're just kids that really or like people that really really love kingdom hearts like i have never looked on twitch to see who's playing kingdom hearts right now i think that the 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 target audience for something mm-hmm. like that for a re-release of kingdom hearts is number one like you said everybody who sees Sora and smash and doesn't know who he is and great now i've got the games i can play them all cool yep but also the nostalgia of hey i played kingdom hearts when i was seven in 2002 it is now 2020. Okay, do that math. Oh, seven in 2002. It's 2021. Come on. 19. Come on. 19. You're 36. 26. I don't know. Jesus. One of those. Christ. One of, you're 26. 30, you're 26. It's okay. <laughs> you're 26. All right. It was one of those. Math is not my forte. Money is my forte. Math is not my forte. There's Just never count it. Just Listen, never count your money. I, 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 I weigh it. My goal is to weigh my that's money it. like Walter yeah. White. Um, yep. That's it. And that's it. There's not much else I have to say about Kingdom Hearts unless there's anything else you kind of want to add on to there. No, I don't. Beautiful. Sora's great. Friggin' Sora. All right, my good man. You want to tee off this next topic here? I or, would. What's going on? Because we got back-to-back topics here. It oh, yeah. We had, we had a Twitch signing. Somebody got the bag. Somebody got the bag. Mm-hmm. Who was? It was Nick Marks. Yeah, buddy. Nick Marks got the bag. Proud of him. We love seeing people get their money. Absolutely love it. However, I would like to note, that in this article that I read by The Hollywood Reporter, which will be linked below, when he was listed, what is he playing? Apex Legends was listed before Call of Duty. Was it alphabetical? (laughs) (laughs) Was it alphabetical? Was it alphabetical order? No. No, it wasn't. It was because Apex is a superior game, both alphabetically... And in game as play. a game as, as a game, um, does it say? And I'm putting up that that Hollywood Reporter article yeah. here. Does it say how much the deal was for? Um, it said it somewhere. Uh, I don't know if it said it in this one, but we can talk about how much he makes in our next topic because yes, we know we will we will we'll get there we'll get there. I'm telling you something. He's got more than one bag. He um, has got. And he's got multiple bags. I'll scan this while you talk about how you feel about Nick Mark's signing yeah, with I, Twitch I, I over think, YouTube. Just saying. I think they. I think Twitch would have had to overpay for Nick's Mer, Nick Merck's. I think Twitch. Let me. All right. So I think Twitch had to overpay for Nick Merck's simply by virtue of the fact that. They wanted to make sure that whatever, if there was an offer from YouTube, whatever that offer was, that they were beating it, right? 
So whatever the number is, I don't know if that's his actual monetary value for his brand, for his IP, for the amount of you know revenue he generates on the platform. So I think whatever the number is that they paid for Nick Merckx, it was inflated. And good for him. He kind of had the, the ability to say, well, it's not enough, right? Yeah. They, it, so good for him on, on that one, where, where he kind of probably read the room and said, I have a lot more leverage with Twitch than I do with YouTube right now, right? I agree. Cool. I think it's good, you know, uh, that Twitch was able to kind of secure him. Uh, I don't know because because he, here's because here's what happens, and I'm curious to know, and if anybody does have the the actual viewership charts, is I'd like to see a chart based on time and viewership, right? And mm-hmm. I'd like to see the spikes at a couple places. I'd like to see what happened to Doc's viewership on Twitch when Ninja and Shroud left. I'd like to, and and I then would like to see what happened to Nick Merck and to the Tatman's viewership when Doc got banned. Why is that? That's a lot of crossover audience, right? That's a lot of Battle Royale. That's a lot of Warzone. That's a lot of Apex, right? Yep. So is it that these people are loyal to the content or the platform? Because as we've said many times, YouTube is not as feature rich of a streaming platform for gaming as Twitch is. So yep. is it that when Ninja and Shroud left, Doc basically ate up that vacuum of viewers? And then once he got banned, that there was this whole mass of viewers who were ready to go watch watch Tim and, and Nick? And now that Tim is left, is, is basically Nick there to eat all of them? Or is it that their viewership has remained the same because these people follow Doc and followed Tim to, the, you know, to YouTube, right? That's what I'm curious about. I... I see where you're going with that, and I don't have that information. But what I've been comparing these streamers to are professional athletes. I agree. Okay. That's their, a great way to look at it. Their star power is always worth it. I don't think the Golden State Warriors would have said no to any request that Steph Curry made about a contract. They're, it's just next man up. They're like the person before you got $250 million, you get $260 million because if not, you're going to leave and go somewhere else and you're worth way more than whatever we're going to pay you in revenue. And I think that's the same thing that's happening on Twitch, YouTube. And I think that's why you're seeing these big deals because if it really was just the game, we wouldn't be getting i don't think you have people getting this much money and we also see oh, i i 100 agree i i definitely think it's the talent over the game because couldn't twitch just reach out to i guess you can't is there any do you see any way where twitch reaches out or youtube reaches out to microsoft and, or um for example reaches out to ea and says Apex could only stream on this now. Or if they were smart, you- that's what they would do. That's what I'm I saying. I mean, but- you, YouTube has has Activision uh, Blizzard streaming rights, and see yeah. that in and of itself, granted only for league play, right? Yeah. Granted for like big tourneys and stuff like that. Um, I, I, but again, again, it's. It's this really interesting chess game going on between the two of them. Because while YouTube has the the tournament rights unlocked, mm-hmm. Twitch does Twitch Rivals, which doesn't yeah. leverage the game. It leverages, as you said, the star power. So they're able yep. to kind of attack from the other end. But I don't, I don't know. And 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say games die. Like yes, uh, it, there's always a Call of Duty. And if you can purchase the rights to Call of Duty and streaming of Call of Duty, you write a blank check because somebody's always going to be streaming Call of Duty. And one of the big names is always going to be streaming that. But like Apex, it came, it's been out for like three years. It could completely go away just as quick. And then you just bought an IP that's worthless. I agree. I agree. I think again 
Where I run into the kind of dilemma here is, and this is this is not a knock against Nick Merckx. I'm not, yeah. you know, up to. I don't know his content that much. I know he's a little more like broier, if that makes any sense. Like he seems a little broier than like maybe he, pro- he probably wears a backwards hat. He definitely wears a backwards hat. <laughs> he definitely right? wears a backwards hat. So. But we talk about star power, right? Yeah. Once you start knocking the big names off the list, right? Doc, off the list, spoken for. Tim, off the list, spoken for, right? Ninja, spoken for. Shroud, spoken for. You you start to get down the list of, I don't want to say B-list or C-list streamers, because in and of themselves, nobody just falls into what these people have created, right? No, yeah. Nobody's that lucky. So clearly they have some sort of sense about them to get where they've gotten but just whose brand is the most valuable right yeah like i don't know what nick Merckx does or is or who his partnerships are right but when i look at doc the sunglasses and the mustache that's his logo that's his mountain dew flavor that's on the cover of his book that's a brand top to bottom you know like you, you get what i'm saying where it's like yeah yeah I he's got a persona like he did the wrestling thing and again I I don't really watch Nick Merck's content I've seen a little bit of it when he switched to Apex just to like I was Try taking out, in yeah. I was taking an Apex content I wasn't taking in Nick Merck's content got it but got it I don't know he seems to be honest I feel that way a lot about a lot of of the Apex streamers like the top tier ones they're broy alpha male kind of people but I wouldn't say Doc is really besides the getup. How is it that much different? No, it's not. It's not. What I'm saying about Nick, the difference between someone like Nick Merckx and someone like Doc is regardless of what Doc's persona is, it's yeah. a persona, it's a brand, True. it's recognizable, right? If Doc was, you know, uh, sitting on a cloud with with bright pink fluorescent lights and blue fluorescent lights playing a a little harp thing and that was his thing cool but he was able to leverage it in a way that clearly nick's mercs nick mercs wasn't and hasn't right so good for nick mercs glad he got the bag but my point is like okay now what now who's left where it's just like with the sony acquisition where it's like Okay, you bought Insomniac, you did this, you did that. Like, enough of the big names are spoken for where it's like, do these announcements get, do these announcements get less and less exciting? I guess is no. what I'm trying to say. Never. Because again, I'm going to go back to sports. Everybody gets a bigger contract. Like, they just paid Dak Prescott. They have three more quarterbacks that came out uh, four years ago that are at the end of their rookie deal. The next one's going to get 45, 46, 47, 48. And it's just who's next because there there will always be someone new. Hmm. And like, we'll get to the top 100 streamers that we have the list for now. Thank you, Twitch. But I guarantee you next year it's a different 100. They might not hmm. all be different, and the top ten might be the same. But these but people that bottom ninety out. switches, yeah. okay. And the bottom ninety is important, especially that eleven through thirty, because I think those are the ones you could get for cheaper, and they're bringing you a lot of people. But I don't think I don't think it's ever going to stop, and I think it's always going to be on a big um, scale. Yeah, but how long are these contracts for? Undisclosed. They say undisclosed. That's what right? I'm His saying. last this one was, I think, three years. This one, but like, you'd assume is the same. That's what I'm saying, but it's three years. So you're telling me that even if it is just the top 10 that we're looking at, Ninja signed his when. Doc signed his when. Nick Merck signed his when. You're always going to have those re-ups, especially if they're short-term contracts like that. Like if, let's say, the top 10 all went on 15-year deals then like, yeah, maybe this will die down because they're all locked in forever. But every three years, Twitch has to give mm. this, like, in three years, they have to give Nick Merckx the bag. and Or it's, compete. Okay, I didn't think of that. I like that. And because they have to compete, 
Nick Merckx is going to look at what the last guy got, Hmm. as he should. Because if he's a top 10 performer, he gets paid top 10 money. I don't care what he actually is valued. The market dictates whatever it is. I got you. Okay. And if Twitch doesn't do it, YouTube will. Or Facebook Gaming will. Or somebody else will. So you have to. And it's good for these people because I don't think the esports gaming community gets the appreciation that athlete like not yet NBA players it'll get there it'll get but there I, and i think this is how they do it this man potentially signed a we don't it's a, i don't see it anywhere what the actual disclosed amount but if we're looking at what docs was this is tens of millions of dollars potentially that this man just signed because he's playing video games and all of a sudden my son that's playing video games or my daughter that's playing video games looks just as good as my son or daughter that's really good at basketball or my son or daughter that's really good at football or tennis it le- or whatever. It legitimize it. Yeah, and I appreciate like it that's a good thing for this industry and I hope every single one of them continues to get the bag. I agree. I'm I'm with you there. But while it's been all hunky dory with Twitch's acquisitions and this is <laughs> this is where we'll we'll transition here to Beautiful. our uh, last last main topic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is going to be that Twitch was hacked. Twitch was hacked in a major way. Oh. Let me oh. let me just put something on real quick because it's time for a new segment on the show. New segment is tinfoil hat time with Matt. It's tinfoil hat time with Matt, baby. All right. Well, are you Amazon leaked it. That's what we're going with. And we'll, let, let me take you through it. Because since me and Bobby were talking about this, the day it happened yesterday, or the day that it was confirmed or whatever, yesterday, since then, it really looks like they did. It, like, is progressively getting different. Yeah. I'll, okay. I, let me read from the article so that everybody at least understands <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's going on. And then I'll I'm going to go in. It's going to be great. Time. It's going to be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this from gamesindustry.biz uh, by Danielle Pardis. Uh, and she said, Streaming website Twitch has been attacked by an anonymous hacker and sensitive data pertaining to several areas of the site and its users have been shared online. The hacker shared a 125-gigabyte torrent <laughs> link to 4chan Yikes. on Wednesday. It's a huge amount. As reported That's by BGC, the purpose of the leak was to foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space as their community is a toxic and disgusting cesspool uh, no whoa uh, whoa uh, all video game communities are toxic, are toxic cesspools the, yes okay an anonymous company told vgc that the leak is legitimate and that twitch is aware of the security breach data including the sizes the site's source code and details on creator payouts were leaked as well as information on the company's mobile desktop and console clients um and I'll and I'll leave it there because I don't want to crib the article completely. But God, Christ, a lot of stuff, a lot, lot of, stuff. of stuff got I, leaked. I think it also later goes on in either that article or a different one. Sorry, I don't have the credit. This is potentially, if confirmed and everything that was leaked turns out to be true, the biggest data breach ever. Christ. Insane. Uh, and like Mark Zuck. Big like Zuck uh, two days had earlier. To, had to go in front of Congress about this. Um, when it happened to Facebook, what uh, happens now? I, so so a couple things here, right? Um let's look at this from a couple angles on the Twitch leak. Number one Share, first of all, share share your tinfoil hat thing, and then oh, I'll, yeah. and I'll swoop in with the logic. Okay, right, you're on, saying that on. you believe I that Amazon Amazon leaked this themselves. So Amazon leaked this themselves. Why? Why would Amazon ever do that? Because all press is good press. Let's start off with that. We're talking about Amazon on this podcast. Can you stop eating your mic? <laughs> yeah. so all press is good press first number one rule when it comes to leaks it's probably fine they're getting talked about it's good we're talking about them on play economics would we be talking about them anyway 
Yeah, problem, because it was probably. our last topic. So yeah, we'd be talking about it was, Twitch a, it was the last topic in the document. So we yeah, so that's but, it. <laughs> but Twitch sponsor us, and we'll talk about you every time. However, Twitch is paying well. People are getting the bag from Twitch, and now everyone knows it. We all knew it. We knew the streamers were making a lot. That's a hundred people making millions of dollars a year playing video games. And Twitch is like, we have the bag. Come to us and get signed. Hmm. You think it was a, a, a price tag a, flex? I think it's a flex. <sighs> All of this is a major. The source code scares me. So I'm ho- yeah. I'm just I'm telling you right now that if that's the only part that's fake, it's definitely not fake. No, no, no. Like if that's the only part that like was leaked but doesn't actually turn out to be true, like the leak is like similar but it's not the exact source code. Amazon did this. However, it's a price flex. They're saying we have the bag, we'll pay you. Come here. You you don't know what you're getting paid at YouTube. What's Nick what's the these guys at YouTube getting paid? Who knows? And this you wasn't know. even their exclusivity deals. This was just passive advertising yep. deals. Yes. Then Project Vapor. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Steam is big. Amazon is like we got Project Vapor. And for the kids at home who don't know what Project Vapor is, share what Project Vapor is. Project, Project Vapor is basically Twitch's version or Amazon's version of Steam. They're going to make the same thing, and it's codenamed Project Vapor, which is hilarious. It's Jeff like when, Bezos, uh, yeah, like when, he gets like, a wink like, for that. Like when uh, Dodge Ram made the TRX to compete yes. with the Raptor? Yeah, yes. okay. Hilarious. <laughs> I love I love stupid things like that. Um, and they wanted you to know that they're making that, and they put Steam on notice. They said, no. yeah. They're like, we are making it. Why else? Why else would they be making Project Vapor? For the same reason it, that Bezos went to space, because he can. I know. But they're not, they're not trying to compete with Steam. They're trying to beat Steam. And Project Vapor, I don't know if it's going to do it, but I love the way it was announced by a leak on 4chan, like everything video game related should be released. Next, they just released New World, and it's bad, but people are talking about it, and now they're talking about it more because people are talking about Twitch, which are talking about Amazon, and they're talking about Amazon and gaming, and that leads to New World. They also just did Luna which is Amazon's version of Game Pass, which sucks. It's awful. I bought it. It's It's more like their version of Stadia, but yeah. Yes. However, it's it's not good. They do have a lot of rights to Ubisoft games, which I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon buys Ubisoft. That would be horrific. That would be horrific. I'm just saying, they have an ungodly amount of Ubisoft titles on Luna. And I think they also put in to the things that were leaked that they had a project in the works to test just in case they were to get a leak. What do you mean? It's called Project Red Code, I believe. And they have a specific team on in Amazon that just got or on twitch that just got established to prevent against hacking by hacking Mm. and that is a standard business uh, practice to try to have someone like if you're a bank you pay somebody to try to break into your bank so they find the exploits in your system and you cover those exploits could they have just done something like that and that's a normal business practice that every tech company probably has? Yes. But it was leaked. So, all right. Hit me. Some valid poke holes in Poke holes the, in the leak. I, well, the leak is this. I don't think Amazon did it. Uh, I just... Sheep. I think... 
a lot of what you're saying i could i could see happening right a lot of like that low-key corporate espionage type stuff but there's so much in the fog about it that i'm not even gonna sit here and and try to pick that apart what i will say is this (laughs) it's fair i think twitch is scared i think twitch is very scared because all right so also this week and this wasn't listed in the article and this just happened to be uh coinciding that twitch dropped the ability to pay to promote your streams right much (laughs) like how you can boost or promote a post on instagram and facebook and stuff like that right you can now pay to promote your stream on twitch which in theory fixes Twitch's number one issue, which is discoverability, right? But I think, like, just instead of, like, I don't know. I think that's something you do where you you are monetizing something that a lot of people will use in lieu of implementing a feature. It's, it's a short-term move rather than a long-term move, if yep. that makes sense. You can make a lot of money in, in, the, in the front half of the lifespan of that change being implemented rather mm-hmm. than imp- changing how your system works top to bottom to make your platform more discoverable. Cause that, that warrants an entire redesign of yeah. the entire ecosystem of Twitch, right? Can, can it just be a segue into it where they're doing this as a short term so that they can go back and try to redo no. their shortcomings? You don't think so? You think they just why? threw money at what, Once you know somebody will pay you for something, why would you ever give it to them for free? Once, once Twitch knows that people are paying them to promote their streams, they have no reason to implement discoverability features. Yeah, but they could, they could make you pay for those features too. Like, imagine if you could put a bunch of shorts on Twitch and then could pay to get those discovered. Sure, again, but again, it, it's... The backbone has to be there for there to also have the organic part, right? The, yeah. the, 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 the con with Instagram, or at least now, is that, yeah, you're, we have organic reach. That's why TikTok was so big because everybody was getting this huge organic reach that they weren't getting on other platforms. So yeah. I, just, I, just, I think it's a desperate move that it, to leak per- all no, no, of this no, stuff. No, no, I just think the, the, Paying for promotion is a desperate move. Yeah. <laughs> I think then the this leak, whether they did it or not, is does not help their case by any no. stretch. No, I and don't. And I think that like it was such an up and down and up week for them between the paying for the promotions and the leak and buying Nick Merckx. Like they've had so many you know big news titles around them that you got to give it a week. To let the dust settles to really kind of get where public sentiment and even where like market sentiment is like Twitch only makes up so much of Amazon's business that it's hard to really factor in what price, what effect that has on the price. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah, it. I, get, I, I think I it's you. a bad, a bad deal for, for Twitch. I, I think Twitch is scared and now more than ever they're in the corner. Yeah. Let me tell you something. All of this come like on itself if it wasn't them and I'm not getting off that perch yet. Cause I do think it was them. Cause honestly, I think most leaks are internal, okay. whether intentional or unintentional All right. where it's like a planned, we're leaking this information so that people get hyped about our stuff or somebody's like, man, I hate this company. I'm leaking this. Yeah. But it is a bad look. And if I was one of those hundred people, I know I wouldn't like if my sa- my company decided to leak my salary or if we had a data breach and my salary got leaked or my HR information got leaked. I'd be mad. I would also be mad. So, like, they have a hundred pissed off people. They, I think they have more than a hundred pissed off people. And this, oh, this, sure. this is not a... Oh my God, Twitch streamers make so much money. How could they? You know how they could? Because the market dictates and they filled a, a role in the market that you weren't. Yeah. Okay, yeah. done. That's, that's, that's the way that works. Oh, wait, before we get on to anything, 
I saw a tweet today, and I don't know who tweeted it, and I'm sorry because this was amazing. This put to bed the hot tub streamer thing. Where oh, it was man. like, oh, you can only be famous if you're a hot tub streamer. Like, how are we supposed to do this in good, honest gaming when you have boobs and you're in a hot tub playing video games? But yeah, I, say, I know exactly what you're talking about. Then they're like, really? Because all the successful people are not that. Yeah, no. So it's 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 calm a, down. it's it's the vocal minority kind of thing, yeah. um, and that's where I'll leave that. Uh, yeah, true, true, true. I'm curious to see where he goes from here, but let's let's round out this episode. Let's bring it in for the landing and and finish each episode as we always do. Oh yeah, with Matt's stock pick of the week, brought to you by Gatorade. Not really. Please sponsor us, Gatorade. It's brought to you by Monster because I'm still trying to get 45 so that I get the cool badge in Apex. This is number seven. Well, I've only not, drank not two to of them. Spoil these three but, of them. Uh, not to spoil the surprise, but next week, uh, so two episodes from now, you and I dun, dun, will dun. be in, will be in the same room. I'm coming to visit you. Drinking monsters. Live episodes. Speaking of, talk to us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. No, we don't have Snapchat. Do we have Snapchat? No, we don't have Snapchat. We should tell, get Snapchat. Tell us if you want to Snapchat. We got the, disc, the Discord yeah. is in the works too, everybody. Yes. The Discord but is in the works. Message us on all your favorite social media platforms. Tell us what you want, want us to do. Bobby's coming to the house. We're filming in live stop the sentence right there person (laughs) bobby is gonna be in the house we're doing a live episode tell us what you want us to talk about if there's anything you want to know about me or bobby want us to cover anything while we're live we should have a spicy q a show all right we'll we'll, we'll put all that on instagram but stock pick pick of the week let me get the exact number because brought to you by Depends Adult Diapers. The because we one depend. name and piss in your pants. As an adult. <laughs> <laughs> gotta add that in. Because Pampers has the child one on lock. You gotta, you gotta give them the... Do- you, you, you do credit where credit's due. Fair yeah. enough. Pampers is nowhere in the adult God diaper damn it. What is the stock pick of the week, Matt? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was just Googling what the current price is at. So, what you're going to say to me, actually, no, I'm just going to tell you, buy the dip, baby, buy the dip, Facebook, and Bobby, I can see it in your eyes. You're like, that's not a gaming stock. This is supposed to be gaming things. When they own Oculus, they have Facebook gaming, I'll let it Facebook gaming, baby! It counts. However, over the last month, Facebook has dropped 50 bucks. More or less a uh, 13% dip. Facebook's not going anywhere. Facebook will be back to $380 by the end of the year. And again, I don't know this because I'm not a financial advisor and you should not be taking financial advice from me. However, I think Facebook is something to look at. It's dropped 50 bucks in the last month. Buy it. It's at 320. It's its lowest point in quite some time. Hit it up. Or it's at 329. Buy it. You're getting it for a $50 discount. I, I agree money. with you. I agree with you. I think Facebook is a pretty safe buy. I mean, yeah. out of out of the fang, it's not the the safest, right? I, I think because it's- of the turmoil going on with them and like all the regulation and the, the lady who worked there, who was a whistleblower, this, that, and the third, whatever. I think there's always a lot of tumult going on with Facebook that doesn't necessarily have to do with the key features True. on the platform. So it makes it a little bit more volatile. Whereas like Amazon, Netflix, like of the fang, like they have other larger pillars that support their business rather than just advertising space with Facebook, but whatever I digress. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good buy. I think simply because they have Oculus, I've said many times and I'm a big believer that this whole NFT thing going on right now, all this virtual land, the minute Facebook creates a, virtual like facebook has it facebook is there for the nft thing man facebook has oculus facebook is closer to the finish line than anyone else for the whole matrix metaverse 
No one else is close. as close to Facebook. They've got groups. They've got Oculus. They have an infrastructure in place where you can go and see your friends. Right? Nobody's as close as Facebook to the metaverse NFT thing. And nobody's so are, meet- you, are you trying to tell me that Facebook is going to make a virtual reality Sims and you're going to be able to buy land with real money? Yes. It's, it's there. It's there. Think, I would think, like to say that on about it. October 7th at 8.45 p.m., Mark Zuckerberg, if you steal this idea, we're putting Play Economics Lawyer on you. Uh, a little bit of a disclaimer. Play Economics Lawyer is just me with a fake mustache <laughs> and one of my suits. That's it. Um, it's not even a good suit. It's not. Yeah, it's not even my like my my best one either. It's bad. Uh, no, in in all seriousness, um, I think that's where Facebook's like that's the next frontier for Facebook, right? It's 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 the metaverse VR AR thing, right? Yeah. Because while the the thing that people don't understand about the NFT thing, right? And I'm not, this is the welcome to the crypto cast. No, I, again, I've said it many times. Gaming is going to be the biggest implementation of NFTs. It already is in its most basic form, creating digital (laughs) scarcity, right? And the gamifying of life, the play, uh, the, the, the play to earn kind of mentality. Yep. Right. You buy an NFT art, right? Whether it's one of the, the, the apes, whether it's one of the Kongs, whether it, you know, like all of these things, right? All Facebook has to do is say, coming to Oculus, you have a room that looks like, you know, remember in the Matrix where they're just in that white space? Yeah. Facebook says, here's that room. Here's Bobby's room. Connect it to your NFT wallet or your NFT server. And now your NFT is displayed in your room, and Matt can come visit my room. And hey, there's a room hmm. for people with NFTs, and I can put on my Oculus, and I'm there. So you're telling me they're going to make NFT Animal Crossing? It's NFT. Yes. Good. No one is closer than Facebook to doing this. They we're going to have to. We're going to have to do an episode. All about and yeah, because I have I, so I, many ways to implement NFTs into random games, and it would be awesome. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I agree. F- Facebook is a fraction of what it will be. Facebook is now where Bitcoin was, whatever, 2018, right? And it's on a 50% or $50 discount, just say. People are just smelling. People are just smelling what's cooking or what could be cooking at Facebook. If they didn't own Oculus, I would say, mm, not as sure of a bet. But they, they have it. They have all the the pieces in play. They just have to connect it. So close. I would love that. And it's horrifying. I I have never wanted to buy a farm in Wyoming and and not touch another piece of electronics for the rest of my life more than when I say that out loud. I don't know. I would love I think the idea I don't know. I feel like you see all the horror movies about like what happens when we make this virtual reality world and everyone gets stuck in it or people live in it and then they die and they don't do anything in their real their real life. I think it's just going to be cool. I it's just going to be a new game and it's going to be good.